Ladies and gentlemen, the three knockdown rule is in effect on UFC Fight Pass. I'm Steve Kim, joined by Mr. Mario Lopez. And Mario, we have a very special guest. We do, hence the very cool shirt, which by the way, I rock all the time. Anyway, my man Doug Fisher from Ring Magazine. Thanks for joining, brother. Thanks for joining. Quick shout out, of course, to uh, Smoking Tim Frazier and Tino Tino on the edits. All right, a busy show with Mr. Fisher, the bout sheet for today's show, Usyk Dubois, and then Big Baby returns, and we are in studio, all show with Doug Fisher, and we have Ask Mario slash Doug. We want to take care of some business. We want to let you know that this fine program is brought to you by the Hustler Casino. It's our favorite L.A., Los Angeles casino and home of the most popular live stream in the world related to poker. It's a Southern California staple since the year 2000. Absolutely. Also, shout out to Scout Micro L.A. They offer a unique and innovative hair loss solution for men, there's options out there, guys. They've got a thing called SMP, which is a micropigmentation, state-of-the-art hair restoration service, which basically replicates the exact shape and size of hair follicles by tattooing tiny particles of pigment into the scalp. So it gives the illusion of hair, and you can see results in as little as one treatment. It can restore a hairline, create a new one, make it look thicker. Um, add some density, camouflage, a burn or skin condition. They use the highest quality of tools right there. So if you're going bald, looking for a new look this summer, hey, hit up our homies over at Scout Micro LA. And you mentioned this ad for a free consult. Yeah. If you're getting thin, he'll help fill you in. That's right. All right. Let's get started. <laughs> Round one, Saturday from Poland on ESPN+. Plus. And still, the WBO slash WBA slash IBF heavyweight champion of the world, Alexander Usyk stuff, Daniel Dubois in nine. Mario, I'll start with you. <laughs> Round five is the big thing that everyone's talking about. How low was the low blow? First of all, that thing was getting broken down like the JFK assassination. <laughs> the Pruder film, man. I couldn't frame believe by frame. all the different angles. And, I, I, and By the way, I don't even think, I, let me just, all right, let me start there where you went. It's a very tough call for the referee, if we're being honest, in, in the heat of the moment. I thought it was a beautiful shot landed by Dubois. Was it a little low? I I don't know how I would have called it in the heat of the moment. I guess technically, textbook, maybe it was. I think people are going to see what, what they want to see, to be honest. I think the ref messed up the situation in the beginning because, correct me if I'm uh, mistaken, but did he ever tell the fighters... Where the belt line was. According to Joe Tessitore, that was never mapped out. Because usually no. when they do, they'll say, okay, any punches below here, right, will be considered a low blow. I don't remember But him they doing normally that. do that when the belt is kind of high. Exactly. They'll but say, hey, this belt is kind of high, so if it lands here on the belt, the upper part of the belt, I'm going to count that as a legal blow. But if you can see the fighter's navel, right. and the belt starts right underneath there, you're technically, a belt line shot is a low blow. Let, let's set that argument Aside for a second, if if Daniel couldn't close after that, isn't that more damning? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, isn't, not that, isn't when, that more not, damning? No, but not when Louis Pavone is saying, "Hey, hey, hey, not yet, not yet. Take your look, time." He had problem. Yeah, he had a problem with that. I had a problem with that as well. But nevertheless, you know, you can hurt him to the body now. He did not. I feel take advantage or capitalize. He couldn't. On, right. He didn't that, have the ability. That's what I'm talking about. So look, 
Usyk is is a bad individual. That guy, and I mean bad in like the most complimentary sense of the world. Yeah. My guy is so fundamentally sound, slick. He was chopping him down slowly. I think after that he started to break him down, not just physically but mentally, yes, uh, as well. And then he ended up um, dropping him t- uh, twice, and then of course knocking him out. And I say that in quotes because it was like, it was a jab. It was yes. sort of an off balance jab, but I think it was just more of the assault mm-hmm. of of his um, uh, a pressure in his boxing acumen. And you know, I, the more I see him, I like him. Afterwards, he was kind of like talking to him as like a little brother. Yeah. I think Tampa always got a bright future, big, strong, young kid. We talked last week how he can be dangerous, and. I, I do not think that for a second, oh, a lot of people are talking about he should be the heavyweight champion. Daniel, no, no, no. Pump the brakes on all that. Pump the brakes on all that. I think he's a kid with a bright future. I think ultimately the call was the right call. I agree with you, Doug, that I don't like the way the referee handled it um, in the heat of the moment. But Usyk uh, ended up doing what he had to do. Yeah, I, I think it was the right call by the veteran official. But the way he handled it afterwards, when a fighter says, I'm ready to go, <clears throat> resume the bout. Right. I've never seen that. And and. <laughs> It's a bad look. It is. It it looks like the referee is favoring the, the house fighter champion right. who is, you know, in his home region. So that's a bad look. And I think that fanned the flames. Now, apart from that, Dubois is British. I think if Dubois was like from Africa or from Canada or was an American fighter even, I think there would have been less of an uproar. But British fans, God bless them. Um, yeah. they like to, they like to drink when they, when they watch boxing live or on TV and, um, they're going to ride for their fighters. And, and, and I, I love the passion. I love the passion. No, thing, I do too. One but thing I, you're right. That's part of the uproar. It's, it's a Brit, a Brit, you know, right. they, they saw an opportunity, like they had a glimmer of hope that right. their, this British guy was going to become a unified ring magazine, heavyweight champion of the world. And, and then it was taken away from them. One thing I forgot to mention too, a lot, a lot is being said about, well, he was breathing in pain there for a long, long time. I, I guarantee you, he would have started that count. You would have seen my man yeah. pop up real quick. Yeah, he's got character. You would have seen him pop Look, up real quick. You're going to take advantage listen, of it, right? Listen, I don't think he was faking that. I no, think no, I think a, it hurt. tender area. Oh yeah. It, just because just the punch doesn't land on the cup. Yeah, it doesn't have to be it, a nut shot well, it was for it to be a low blow. The trajectory <laughs> Correct. Of, that, of that shot was going to lift the cup into your nuts, right? But also, like, that pelvic region, like, that's your bladder. Oh, no, that You know that what hurts. I mean? And that can, you can get irritated. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, a couple of things. I've seen, when, when the fighters hear the count, they all of a sudden look like they're touched by Benny Hinn. They will rise from the ashes. Exactly. Their, 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 their fortitude <laughs> becomes, like, tenfold at that point. The other thing is, you know, you talk about the British thing, and you talk about Daniel Dubois having a future. I agree with you. He's a big, strong guy. He does give me that Frank Bruno vibe. Big, strong puncher, but the problem is, Adversity has been a little bit of an issue, the mental toughness. And he, as you said, he's what, 23, 24? I think he's mid 20s. He's still young. Yeah, he's still young. But I, young. I, if you young look for at, a heavyweight, if you right. look at the nature of his two losses, there's a particular pattern that he does not overcome rough waters. Now, with that being said, guys, I know the way you've always felt about it. You've always said, hey, no matter what we think of Fury, he is still going to be a prohibitive favorite over Usyk. Do you guys think, and I'll start with you, Doug, based on the way this fight played out and the fact that there was visible discomfort with Usyk every time he got touched downstairs, do you think that Tyson Fury is now thinking, okay, let's pull the trigger after yeah. this Ngannou thing, let's get in there with I him? Do. Yeah. I do. I think that showdown will happen next year. I really do. It's, I mean, it's listen, he knows how to use his height and his weight. Um, I, I think... Um, taking on a a, a, a Kronk trained trainer in Sugar Hill, 
Um, he's learned that. He's learned how to tie up and weigh on his opponent and and use that weight mm-hmm. to 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 weaken, um, especially a smaller man, a lighter man, and a smaller man. Um, easier said than done, though. I still think that's a hell of a fight. I would slightly favor Tyson Fury. I, I would not count out Oleksandr Usyk because apart from the Olympic pedigree, that amateur background, the skill and the ring generalship, he's a dog. He's got character. He is. And, um, you know, what he showed in 24 rounds against uh, Anthony Joshua, you, you can't discount that. Like, he can handle big dudes. I agree um, with everything you just said. Hypothetically speaking, let's assume he faces Wilder. How do you see that fight? I like Usyk. Really? I think he makes him miss and makes him pay and wears him down. And I also question... the physical disadvantages? Well, I, I and I like his activity. And, and you know, then there's been a lot of talk about... Um, this Orgovic guy, who I've never been that high on. The IBF um, mandatory. Yeah, he's a mandatory. He's going to have to 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 fulfill <clears throat> that mandatory before, or if he wants to defend all of those titles against Tyson Fury and have that be for the undisputed championship, right? He doesn't want to get stripped by the, the IBF. He has to fight Orgovic, and that could potentially happen like in November and December. Yeah. I like his activity going into next year. So whoever he fights, That's true. whether Mario. it's Fury or, or Wilder, um, that activity is going to serve him well because mm-hmm. when's the last time Wilder's been in the uh, ring? Last exactly. October. And, and again, how long did that last? Th- that three minutes yeah. and one second. That, right. that doesn't show that me. Doesn't I don't, count, I don't really. know what. I don't <laughs> know what's left of Wilder. Yeah. I really don't because that third fight with Fury was brutal. Here's mm-hmm. the pattern that we have seen in 2023. In every major fight where the fighters coming off a year plus layoff has gotten thrashed, they haven't even been all that competitive. Thank you. The other mm-hmm. thing about Wilder, you know that they're going to sit on that right hand. Usyk's been fighting right-handers his whole life. He knows how to get away from the right hand. I can't think of a noted or notable left hook to the body that Wilder has ever thrown. That's a good which point. means for a tall guy, he's got to get on that front knee and bend and get over and crouch. That's not his game. And I see a lot of the stuff that he does with Malik Scott at Brickhouse Boxing. It looks great against inanimate objects. I've said this again. I'll say it one more time. You only get better by doing it against live opposition. You can look great on the Instagram videos doing all the drills, but when someone is punching back, it's a little bit different. And, and if and, and, if and he, how many opponents has Wilder faced that were like lateral movement specialists? Those are the None. ones that give him problems. I can't right. think of the herky jerky guys who faint. And I was just saying this to Kim last week too. Those are the ones. If you're going to stand in front of him, and the way Joshua's been looking as of late, I really like right. Wilder in that fight with Joshua. But yeah. someone the way um, Fury was fainting and with that lateral movement giving yeah. him a lot of problems. Yeah. That that's a problem for him. Yeah, Real those foot faints. For he's going to. He's going to make him re- reset his feet consistently. Right. Yes. Spe- you know, real quick, since we're talking about hypothetical matches, somebody who was looking really good on IG the other day was Andy Ruiz, who I know there was a potential fight there for a hot second. <laughs> no, he's looking what, fast. Whatever happened to him? What can I tell you what fight I'd like to see him in? The one against Daniel. Ruiz and Ooh. Daniel would be a fun fight, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. Ruiz but, and Daniel Dubois? Yes. Yeah, that wouldn't that be fight. a good fight? Be a lot we of fun. That'd be a lot of get Andy off the $20 million price tag. No, but yeah, I think see, him, him not being a champion, little, that would be a really good fight be. to create some momentum to fight either of the champions, I think. I agree. Right? Yeah. There was a lot of heavyweight action. All right. Later on Saturday night from Tulsa, Oklahoma, from the Hard Rock Hotel mm. and Casino, the big baby, Jared Anderson, was back in action, stopping Andre Rudenko in five. Mario, I think mm. it's just what the doctor ordered. As opposed to... Um, um, the body attack with with uh, uh, the Daniel Dubois, uh, I shouldn't say as opposed to he. It looked like my guy was 
um, watching a lot of Chavez films because boy, did he go to the bike a lot in yeah. that. that, that what, I, what I was trying to say was Daniel Dubois should have took a page out of Jared Anderson. I think he would have had a lot more success perhaps against Usyk or, or put himself in a better position. Yeah, just what he ordered. And he was active in there. I like the way he attacked the body, which we don't see too often from heavyweights. And I think his confidence, um, if it's not all the way back, should be, for the most part, back. And he's right in the mix again. I love the fact they might actually bring him back in November or maybe even the Heisman show that ESPN and Top Rank does. Uh, Doug, question. Are you concerned that at age 23 that Jared Anderson already seems to have at least mentally one foot out the door of this game? I don't like hearing that. Um, I do wonder if that's just a generational thing. Yeah. If um, fighters these days are always thinking about some sort of exit or if that is um, sort of spurred on by um, not being able to handle pressure, not being not liking um, to deal with expectations. Oh, because of mental health and what have you. I think so. No, that's what I'm thinking. When I hear him interviewed and, you know, it's it, it, it seems like a, you know, like a an honest question. It doesn't seem to be like a question that's meant to put him on the defensive. Sometimes he will sound defensive, like, you know, don't compare me to anybody else. Um, Don't call me the next great American heavyweight. Don't, you know, don't call me the heir apparent. I'm just fighting. This is just a business. I'm just fighting for me and my family. And to me, he's like saying, I don't want to deal with any pressure. Yeah. Save your expectations for yourself. And, for, from somebody of my generation, somebody who started watching boxing in the late 70s and, and, you know, became a hardcore fan in the 80s, I'm used to fighters saying, like, yeah, put the pressure on me. Well, not, like, not, not embracing it, saying, I want to be a main eventer. Yeah. Um, and, well, and, and as soon as possible and bring on the world. We're, we're the same era and, and generation, Doug. And the crazy thing is, is that you want to do what's best for your family. You know what's best for your family? You fighting and making more money. Right. It's the only way you're going to make more Becoming money. Becoming a superstar. Exactly. Well, guess, what comes with all this. guess what comes with being a superstar? You got to fight. Lots of pressure. Exactly. <laughs> you got to exactly. learn how to deal with it. In, in my view, the next generation will not really be able to take over this division until Fury and Usyk and Joshua and Wilder kind of saying a couple years, okay, we're done. So guess what? By the time that it is time for Big Baby Anderson to be the guy, well, guess what? Now you're at the 27-year-old mark where you're kind of like saying, I'm out of here. Here's the thing that's alarming about what he's saying. He's only 16 fights in. Yeah. I mean, so it's not like they loaded him up with 35, 40 fights and he's burnt out. No, and, and they're, you know? they're, developing, they're developing him very well. Mm-hmm. I like the development. I, I wasn't even down on him. After him going 10 rounds with Charles Martin, I thought that was good work. I mm-hmm. thought it was good for him to, to go the distance, take some hard punches, kind of deal with it. That's how um, he grows a fighter. Exactly. And and bringing him back, the quick turnaround is good. And if he can fight again before the end of the year, yeah, I think it's going to be all track. that much better. So I like his development. Um, but yeah, some of, those, some of those comments, and maybe it's a generational thing, and maybe it's on me. That's kind of a red flag for yeah. me. And one not, last not note here. for younger fans. ESPN huh? put up a... a a graphic that one year Mike Tyson had 15 fights developing and then I think it was like Larry Holmes or some other guy or Riddick Bowe had 13. Yeah. Huh, it's almost like people are saying activity matters. Anyway, when we come back on the Three Knockdown Rule, more with Doug Fisher, the editor of Ring Magazine. We'll get to these commercial messages. This podcast is sponsored by Hustler Casino, home to the most popular streaming show, Hustler Casino Live, which just celebrated two years of record-breaking pots and live high-stakes poker action. If you're a card enthusiast, make sure to stop by and play all of your favorite games. Hustler Casino, see you there. 
Shout out to our boy Oscar Lopez, no relation, from Scalp Micro LA. His company offers a unique and very innovative hair loss solution for men. They specialize in a pigmentation known as SMP. Basically, it replicates the exact shape and size of hair follicles by tattooing little particles of pigment into the scalp, giving the illusion of hair. Don't trip. It's actually very realistic. You can see the results in as little as one treatment. They create and restore hairlines, give the appearance of density to thinning hair. So if it's starting to go, it'll look a little thicker. If you're going bald or you're just looking for a new uh, look this summer, check out our homies over at Scout Micro LA and mention this ad for a free consult. And we're back on the three knockdown rule on UFC Fight Pass. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to get involved with the three knockdown rule and sponsor our fine program, we still have some slots available. Please reach out to us by emailing info at boxbid.io. Once again, that's info at boxbid.io. Boxbid.io is an online platform that is launching soon that helps public figures and professionals in the world of boxing get sponsorships. We are proudly working with boxbid.io. Okay, Doug, so many things that we want to talk to you about, but uh, me and you, we talked about this. Do you think this, this particular summer, the defining moments were provided by two guys? Oh, absolutely. Terrence Crawford and Inouye. Yes, the most. That simple. Absolutely. God, that was the best week. That last week of Oh, July, what's for us? <laughs> I was on cloud nine, man. I Actually, know. I was on cloud nine after Inouye. Mm. I was like, you know what? If if Crawford Spence turns out to be Uh-oh. a dud, I'm still happy. Mm. I was just so, just because the disrespect that was tossed at Inouye going into that fight. You had certain people calling him arrogant. You had people saying... Overrated uh, hype. Yeah, saying he only fought one guy, Nonito Donaire, and Donaire was old. Mm. You know, saying, uh, questioning, uh, you know, uh, the the performance-enhancing drug tests and all that. Oh, gosh. And the stacking (laughs) controversy. Oh, he's been illegally wrapping his gloves and all that stuff. And the way Inouye handled it, I especially loved before the fight him having the the, uh, Stephen Fulton's teammates in there and saying, watching him have his, his hands wrapped saying, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this is is this no. how you want me to wrap my hands? And then going in there and outclassing a, re- a classy fighter. Yeah. A versatile fighter. Undefeated. A guy who's in his prime. Mm-hmm. You, right. Undefeated. A guy who he's unde- undefeated having def- defeated numerous undefeated fighters mm-hmm. and a unified champion. And that being, in a way's first fight in the junior featherweight division, that was pound for pound shit right there. That's what I, that's what I, to me. Pardon it, my language. Am I allowed to curse? No, you? go no, ahead. You're, you're right. You're you're but no, that's what it was, you know. And, and you know, yeah, you could say Terrence Crawford one-upped him by dominating Errol Spence in a similar fashion and Errol Spence being uh, rated higher than Stephen Fulton pound for pound. But I still look at Fulton as like, kind of like a better all-around fighter because Errol Spence kind of had one way to win that fight against Crawford, and w- which is just doing the Errol Spence. Coming forward, throwing a ton of punches, um, and if he could take Terrence Crawford's power, just basically outworking him round by round by round and making it to the final bell. Uh, once he hit the deck in round two, I was like, okay, that didn't take long. This fight's essentially over, mm-hmm. and it was. So, I don't know. The, the in-a-way victory... Stood out a little bit more to me. I know I'm in the minority there. No, I know. I still look at I still look at the monster as number one pound Ooh, for pound. Um, interesting, but I don't think he can go wrong. I don't I don't besmirch anybody who says no. Terrence Crawford is firmly number one. Um, to me, it's Terrence Crawford 
Nio Inouye, and then the rest of those guys. That's what I said. I said the same thing. Both of those, listen, they could be 1, 1A, yeah. and then there's a large gap mm-hmm. before anyone else. And but- I love Usyk, but he's kind of a distant number three. Yeah, you'd have to put it in number <laughs> three, right? Especially weekend. after, yeah, honest. after that, yeah. Because you, when it comes to pound for pound, margin of victory and style points matter. And the it quality does. of your opposition. It does. Yeah. And, and so let's take a look at the Ring Magazine pound for pound top 10, the most uh, recent edition. Number one, Crawford. Number two, Inouye. Number three, Usyk. Number four, Canelo. Number five, Bivol. Number six, Spence. Number seven, Haney. Number eight, Gervonta Davis. Number nine, Tiafimo Lopez. And number 10, and I think you guys are trolling, it's still Vasily We're Lomachenko. We're not trolling. What? If, Haney, can I, can I, can if I, Haney's pound for pound, then Loma's pound for pound. Can yeah. I ask? I um, thought Loma beat him. So what do I. Was, uh, was Betterbiev ever a consideration? Yeah, he's been in there. He's been in there. You know what his problem is? Not he yet. fights like every 18 months. I know. Well, this last time, what was it? An injury or? There's always I something. There's always something. Death, some taxes and a better be of injury. Yeah. He's I, the toughest year. man in the every world that, when he's fighting. Well, that's what I'm saying. When he fights, something breaks on it. Well, that, that's what's weird. It, I don't yeah. think he's ducking or I don't <laughs> no, think he's. he's it's just like, yeah, he is. He's like, that that's dude's the a throwback. Irony. He ain't afraid of nobody. Such a throwback. And, and it, I wish he was. 10 years younger, of course, because he's, what, 36 around that, or 37? He might be 38. 38. Oh, wow. See, that's the thing. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I still, one of my fights, my favorite fights I want to see is him and Bivol. Same here. That's one of my... Uh, t- speaking of Dmitry Bolivian, I remember when he used to fight. <laughs> oh, yes. Boy, what a yes. Remember that guy? I, I have a was question. He, was he fighter of the year? Yeah, and they've he done was. a great job okay. in capitalizing on it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I, I have a serious question because I don't do the double standard, no standard. I have a standard. If Dmitry Bivol does not fight by November, what happens to his ranking? That's that's an activity. Dropped. Yeah, Simple he gets as that. dropped. Is there any discussions going on about having a fight? They're saying October, but here's the problem. Better happen. In February, I was told May. Then in May, I was told July. Then in July, I was told September. I mean, well, listen, I, we and, and I'm not trying to defend him in any in any way, but at the same time, obviously, um, the Canelo rematch was the most lucrative opportunity for him. So when they kept dangling that carrot, I can see maybe the first couple months. But now, okay, you know you're not getting him. So yeah, at some they, point, they it, needed to look at the WBA's top ten right. and pick somebody. You know what? You know what the mistake they made? They didn't like the offer, and and I've always said this: if you have one offer, I don't want to hear low ball. That's the only ball. Exactly. Because I don't want to say, well, I didn't like the offer. I said, what's your what are your one? options? Right. And then I said, that's your best offer. They, yeah. they, they were under the impression that boxing is fair. It's like life. It's not. Yeah. And if, if the guy that beat you calls all the shots, guess what? If he wants to give you the exact same offer and there's nothing else on the table, you may have to swallow your pride. And that that's offer a, is still more lucrative than any other offer bingo. you would get. So, so th- this is some real mismanagement. I know certain friends of mine aren't going to be friends of mine anymore. Don't care. Do a better job for your fighter. The other thing, Errol Spence is at six. Are you surprised he wasn't put lower? I mean, he got thrashed, Doug. Yeah, hmm. but I, I think if you get thrashed by somebody who is uh, regarded as highly as Terrence Crawford, um, they kind of give you a break. Hmm. I, I don't know the last... And I, and I see it hmm. happen in the divisional rankings. Like, somebody just gets completely dominated by somebody like uh, Shakur Stevenson or Nio Inouye, right? You get It's like, okay, you lost, but you lost to a generational talent. You know, we're not going to... to um, be punitive. Yeah, you're not going to gain that many demerits to, to losing to somebody like that. I would agree, but I would only say... It's also in, in their in the body manner, of work comes well, into play well, the as well. Work, but in the manner yeah. of which he lost, it's not like, ooh, he lost a close one. 
He got pretty beat up. It was. It, it, he, he did. And and guys, when's the personally, last time? I think he could be lower on that list. But I, I understand the the reason. And I never had him. Like me and Mario, for about three years, I've been saying there's generally a Mount Rushmore. We don't do pound for pound top ten. We just say good for you. There's a certain class, <laughs> and everyone else is also receiving votes. Right. I don't remember the last time a supposed pound for pound guy got thrashed to this degree. Now I know B-ball kind of skunked. Canelo? Yeah. Canelo didn't hit the deck three times. Right. He wasn't waved off. Now, here's another question. Tank Davis. Uh, honestly, why isn't Jermel Charlo here? He, I, I know activity is oh, yeah, an yeah. issue, yeah, but Jermel is undisputed at 54. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I I, I heard Jermel call me out at the uh, Canelo Charlo. Right, do these guys uh, realize that there's other voters? It's not my vote, and I actually voted to... To get Tank out of there. You hear that? Tank was the, the newest guy into the rankings, and it was this was right after the Haney-Lomachenko fight. And we're like, okay, well, Lomachenko's ranked, and Haney beat him. It's controversial, but Haney did beat him, and Haney didn't look bad. Mm-hmm. You know, he showed you what a, what a talent he is, and, and he is the undisputed lightweight champion. Um, So Haney was the new guy in, so who gets moved out? Because... You know, half of the the committee, half of the ring ratings panel was like, no, you can't drop Lomachenko. We think Lomachenko beat the dude. Mm. And I'm like, I get that because I agree with you. I had it seven rounds of five for Lomachenko. So I said, somebody's got to leave. And I thought, okay, the newest guy in who was just sitting there at number 10 was Tank Davis. I'm like, he's a young gun. He needs, he needs to fight better opposition. Well, here's the problem that I have. And I thought, but folks yeah. didn't want to do that. So they said, <laughs> I think it was Anson Wainwright. He was like, you know what? Um, it's been 13 months since Jermel Charlo's mm. fought. Rules are rules, and everyone jumped on that, and that's how it was. Since we're in it's that. a democratic process. No, right? I understand. But so, so Jamal, don't don't call me. Jamel, out. Call, yeah. call out done. the entire panel. Yeah. Come on, Jamal. So, so Terrence wants to be chew up. Jamal wants to be dug up. Everybody wants to be you guys up. Yeah. No, stick it in that weight class for yeah. a second. Um, I do like at least I hope it comes to fruition the Haney Pro Gray fight. Oh yeah, great Love great that. fight. Love that fight. Also like Shakur fighting Frank Martin, right? Yep. Unify that. What I don't like is Tank facing Isaac um, Pitbull Cruz. Yeah. Uh, Cruz again. That I and don't I, like. And Doug. you know what's going to be You're, a those other two guys. That's not especially based on the last performance. Right. From I'm like that doesn't make sense. That's great too. Now you got to go. Now too. you got. Now it's like come on. I mean, come man. on. You agree? Yeah. I I totally agree. And I mean that's the knock on Tank because I think Tank is a terrific talent and I love watching him fight. And and I would argue he deserves to be pound for pound because he's somebody <laughs> who can face legitimate contenders from junior lightweight to junior welterweight. And sometimes he struggles, sometimes he doesn't, but he normally ends the fight in definitive, dynamic fashion. And I love that. I agree. Um, and to have my boy Kim's back for a second when he asked... A legitimate question on social or to Bob Arum, not too far back about Tank. <laughs> oh, Lenny didn't like it. Yeah, Old potentially Leonard. facing other champions <laughs> in the division. You know, the but they went off on him, and I'm like, why is that so right. far fetched? Why is that ridiculous? Mario, to ask? that's what we want to see. We want to see the best face the best. Mario, I thought I, that was I, the point. I want to <laughs> promise everyone this: I will never ask another lightweight to face another lightweight. I, I just I've learned my lesson. I'm like I'm like uh, swaggered. I have sinned. It won't happen again. No, but here's but the thing. I, here's what so I don't get. Here's what I don't get. You don't need. I mean, Tank Davis is in his late twenties now. He has championship experience. He has mega fight experience. Right. He's not gonna wilt under those bright lights. Right. He's ready for anybody. Put him in there with Haney. Like, do you doubt that he can beat Haney? I mean, listen, Haney might outbox him. But 
tank might knock Hank out. At I mean, 35, Haney, right, you know? the tank's and durability and power, I think, tank overtakes can take a shot. Haney. So do and, I. And, I agree. And uh, tank I mean, is a much better boxer and ring general than people give him credit for. I, I, I agree. No, I agree. Really quick, since we're kind of jumping around all over the place, what is the latest that you're hearing on Teofimo Lopez? Because I had the pleasure of being at that fight ringside, what I thought was a masterful performance with Josh Taylor. Then he retired. Now he's out of <laughs> retirement. But he's still... Oh, that lasts long. Because in the mix with those guys, they're all going to be in that weight class. Yeah. And I still... He's still at the okay. cream of the crop without... What do you... Yes, sir. You raise your hand. I, I asked Bob when I was in Arizona. Oh, God. You didn't tell me what? <clears throat> Hold on. Oh, no. I don't know. Do an impression Look, Rich Little over here. We might do the Heisman Show or Super Bowl weekend. Okay. But here's the other story who? that they're who? not yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, who? I'm with you, but there's also that impending divorce. And my view is until what's that, that got to do with anything? Well, the settlement, hello, uh, alimony, stuff like that, child support. I yeah, mean, you need to fight to make money to be able to deal with stuff. Right, like but that. you also like to have an agreement of like how much of this money. Remember what Eddie Murphy said? Classic Raw. Half, half, you mother. Remember? Oh, so he didn't get any. I oh, mean, so, so he. I'm just oh. saying. I don't think he had the right, paper. Let's assume that's figured out. Were any opponents discussed? Uh, not really. He didn't dump the WBO belt. No, so he who's didn't. The mandatory of course not. for that. Um, we'll see. I think. Wasn't that Arnold Barboza? Look, am I wrong? Ooh, the fight that, that I wouldn't mind. Bad. Who would you like to see him, Doug? <sighs> Aram wants I'd love Haney. to see him against, yeah, against Aram Haney. Want, Aram wants Haney. He flat out said, that fight's much bigger. I mean, Haney versus region. Progray's great, but, yeah. but listen, Haney versus Teofimo, that's very l- interesting. Listen, I think you could sell that one better. Yeah. So do I. I, yeah, uh, I agree. Oh I agree. God, I well, I sat that. next yeah. to the father, literally sat next to um, <laughs> Bill. Bill. Mr. Haney, Bill Haney, uh, on that fight. And he he was studying and watched that fight. And and, uh, and I did, went after it, I was like, oh, he looked good, huh? <laughs> he's like, oh, he gave him props. He gave him props. So, yeah, so he was there scouting. Look, I love that fight. Yeah, for him Mr. Too. Haney probably feels better about his son fighting Progray after that last performance yes. against Teo Because he did right. struggle against but Daniel But I, I actually think that Haney, uh, Lopez, if if they take that to pay-per-view, that's a pay-per-view that they can sell better than I agree. Progray. Yeah, and, and by the way, for the zone, if you put Progray and Haney, which is an excellent fight, on pay-per-view... You better be prepared for a lot of the backlash because it is your company four or five years ago that said pay-per-view was mm, dead. Mm. And that would be an unbelievable case of over-promising and under-delivering. Now, speaking of a fighter that's ready for everybody, and I believe is actually among the four or five best boxers in the world but does not have their resume, and I'm a big fan of his, but I understand the situation he's in, and I hope he understands this. Shakur Stevenson is a guy that may be undefeated for the next decade. I think he's that good. Yeah, me too. And I I see every week that he's going at it with somebody on social media. Mm. He doesn't understand, Doug. He does not have the leverage yet to make demands on certain guys. He doesn't. And until he understands. Few of these guys do. Right. Really, few of them do. Right, but if I was him, I would have said to Haney, oh, you're going to offer me 25%? Okay, done. Call the bluff. Call the bluff. Well, See well, what happens. Not just that. There's not a lot of big picture thinking going on because a guy like Shakur, who is incredibly confident and incredibly talented, I think he's the favorite with all the fighters we discussed around um, in his division. Sometimes you have to take less just to build your brand. Yeah. Then later on, go two steps backwards or go ahead a mile. You take. That's exactly it. And I wish there was a manager, someone is here, be able to tell him that because he's he's a good looking kid. He's got um, a charisma. Obviously, he can fight. Like we said, he could be a star. But if you're not fighting, you're out of sight, out of mind. If you're if you're a guy who doesn't have a world title, 
and there's a dude who has multiple world titles, somebody who is undisputed, and you, in your heart, you know you can beat him. In your mind, it's no contest. Okay, Do take it. the fight for whatever Exactly. Money, because then you're, you're going to be undisputed, and you're going to make those millions in subsequent fights. So that's what Zab Judah did in yeah. his rematch with Corey, Corey Spinks. Spinks. He had trouble with Spinks in their first fight. He scores a knockdown, I think. Late, but yeah. he came up short. Came up short, but he's like, man, I should have started fast. And he went to St. I Louis. I shouldn't have tried to yep. box this dude. I remember I need to go out. out there and be a killer, right? Yeah, Nelly and came out. Yeah, and that, that was great. That's yeah. when Nelly came <laughs> out. One of the all-time great walk-ins. <laughs> yeah. great walk-ins. Yeah. Then he got, so, and then he got carried out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is two, January 2006. He had to go, uh, he being Zab Judah, had to go into enemy territory. And St. Louis ain't friendly to foreigners, man, especially New Yorkers. Um, and he took like nothing. He took a fraction yep. of what um, Corey Spinks was being guaranteed. I think he made maybe one hundred thousand mm. dollars. You imagine that? And yeah. Zab Judah, you know this guy's—he yeah. was like Mike Tyson's understudy. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like he was—he was the guy with the hip hop swagger. Um, and he did actually move the needle. And he was the heir apparent and all of that. He swallowed his pride. And he went in there because he knew he, he could beat him if he fought a certain way, which is what he did. He got in that ass and he got the stoppage in like the eighth or ninth round. Mm-hmm. And now he's undisputed. Exactly. I wish Shakur would take a page out of that. This I'm old school name throwing at you. And I know it's not exactly the same, but remember Lucia Riker? Yeah, of the, course. One of the, yeah. the Lady Mike Tyson. Back get the day. Fights. I remember yeah. telling her, though, she did have the opportunity to fight Christy Martin and she didn't like the deal. And I told her exactly yeah. what you said in person. I said, Lucia, it doesn't matter. Beat her. You know you can kick her ass. Go and beat her. She was on the cover. She was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yes. She she was fighting underneath Mike Tyson paper. Exactly. So she know her. Right. And so she she never took it. She didn't take the deal. Years later she told me, you know what, Mario? You were right. Mm-hmm. I should have took the deal. And sometimes, and, exact, and so, and I, and I thought to myself, damn, and I would, because that would have been, because she had all the intangible, everything else going on with the marketability and the looks and the fighting. Greatest female fighter I've ever seen. She got to be into honest. the Hall of Fame, but I don't even think she had 20 fights. I know. She like 14 but, but and 0, 15 She's and 0. probably the best female I've ever seen. Bottom line, but had she she's not. terrifying. Yeah, right. But had she done that, Ken, her star would have been that much brighter. There's no, look, you. Say what you want about Mayweather, but for the De La Hoya fight, he probably didn't get everything he wanted, but he, he said, I could beat this guy. I'll give up the gloves, I'll give up the weight, and I'll be the significant yeah. B-side. And he was able to parlay that. Exactly. Uh, my my view has got to do that. Yeah, if you're looking for the perfect deal for every fight, you're not going to get a mm-hmm. lot of fights. Uh, quick question. Terrence Crawford, is it clear now that he is, because you're more of the historian than I am, is he now considered an all-time great and i mean like top 25 ish in your view i don't know about top 25 he's definitely a first ballot hall of fame okay that's that was clear before in my view yeah and who knows 20 to 25 years from now yeah we could be talking about him like an all-time great and i tell you listen there's guys that i can't believe this like i've met you more than 26 1997 yeah right 26 years ago right Fuck your old so there were guys. Well, so are you. There were guys who were fighting at that time who were the top guys, and you know, you and I, Steve, we were questioning like Oscar De La Hoya. We were questioning: Is he really going to be a Hall of Famer? I mean, I know no. he's popular, but is he? No, but Oscar fought everyone. He did. He did. No, he but was Oscar fighting fought everybody. anyone, and he was active and fought and, him in the prime. Yeah. But I mean, I think as 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 farther the the farther we get away from that, it's right. like the things that he was doing. Yeah. it looks better now. Exactly, it's like it Jesus puts it in fighting undefeated I Corte, undefeated 
Shane Mosley, undefeated Felix Trinidad. Uh, fighting more than twice fighting a year. Fighting five times. Five you know, times. In 97, in exactly. four times let's, in 95. Let's yeah. go to Shakur Stevenson. One last thing. He's in his mid-20s. He only has 20 fights, and he's now a twice-a-year guy. Mm. I don't know how you build off of that. That's an issue. Yeah. De La Hoya but, 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 but in 1997 is, was the most popular sport fighter in the game. He fought five times. 25 you know? years ago, if you would have asked me, is 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 De La Hoya a future Hall of Famer? I would have said, yeah, he's on his way. And if you'd asked me, is he an all-time great? I'd say, no way. I would have vehemently said, hell no. Now I will say, yeah, yeah, he's a great fighter. He's mm-hmm. an all-time great fighter. And he, and he was in there with all-time great fighters like Pernell Whitaker and, and Julio Cesar Chavez. And, and I may not have said, I may have even given you some pushback with Pernell Whitaker. Like, yeah, yeah, is he an all-time great? And But now, yeah, so you know what? 20 years from now, I, I, I have a feeling, because I don't think anyone's going to beat Terrence, you know, unless he goes up to super middleweight right. and fights a Canelo. And we'll see what happens. Play, but play, I tell you what, if he goes up to super middleweight and beats Canelo, I'll uh-oh. be like, yeah, I'll, I'll, oh, no, no, I'll give him yes, top yes. 25 all-time I'd great. I'd go higher than that. I'm yeah. on record with that, okay? I, I, I per, and I love me some Terrence Crawford, but I think that 21-pound jump <laughs> is big. Don't tell him you it's ridiculous. Don't, don't I know. tell him well, it's ridiculous. For the money. <laughs> no, because then why doesn't Tank just go up? Tank's already been at 140. Why doesn't Tank just go Tank up to 547? Tank won't certain guys at his own weight Well, class. that's my point, though. But, 20, but we're talking Canelo's like a little, you know what I mean? Playing mythical matchup just for a second, and I know it's just a fun little game. But you take a prime. Are we? What, is this his prime right now at, at thirty six? What's what's Crazy. prime Crawford? What is prime prime? I think Cro- he was in his prime at one forty. One pro- Okay, so one forty prime Crawford, prime Mayweather. Who you like? Uh, at one forty, <laughs> I like Terrence Crawford. I'll take. Wow. I'll, I'll take prime one hundred forty pound Terrence Crawford over Julio Cesar Chavez. Oh, that's, that's I think it's a hell of a fight. What forty seven? But I think with his speed and the switch hitting ability and and the punch selection, I think yeah, I think he can outpoint him. And his toughness too. Mayweather at forty seven. Crawford. I still, for some reason, I don't know why I lean towards Crawford. Yeah, and I, I lean um, towards Crawford. I lean towards Crawford. Yeah, j- j- just because Mayweather of, would be a pain in the ass. He would, you know? but his ability to—he's so great. At making adjustments in the fight, and then with his ambidextrous style, I like I like the fact that he can he can box lefty, and he's busier than, than he Mayweather. would never need two chances to really beat Marcos and he would, Madonna. And his punch selection, yeah, thoroughly. Oh that's yeah, that's a really good. good. That's a, that's a really yeah. good point. Uh, and but just the the punch variety and and the way he can mix punches up to the body and the head, right? Um, yeah, I think that troubles Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Doug, September thirtieth. How much of a shot are you giving Jermel Charlo moving up two weight classes with more than a year layoff? I give him a shot. Really, I do because I I don't think he was. I I mean I know he fights at one hundred and fifty four pounds. He's not a junior middleweight. He was a junior middleweight ten years ago. Um, you know, he's, he's been fighting once a year, so he's only making 154 pounds, you know, for one day out of the year. You know what I mean? I think he walks around at 180, 185. Yeah. And so he's going to feel, and you look at that frame. He's no, six foot, six foot one. No, he's a big kid. You see his, his shoulders. No, that's when you a stand frame, next to Canelo, he's an athletic that's a big, dude. You know yeah. what? I, I agree with you. I actually think he's a live dog. Yeah. Because not only his frame and his size too, he's got a style that, it's not Canelo right, right. doesn't love. There's another listen. There's another half to this, and that yeah, yeah. Canelo, he's a thick dude. He's got a barrel chest, got big thighs. Um, but I think he can still make if he wanted to 160. This fight could be happening at 160, right? And it'd be a terrific fight. Um, it's happening at 165. You know what? Jamel doesn't have to weigh in at 168. He can come in at no. 164. Quickness. Sure. Will I like be his speed. advantage. I, I like his jab. I think 
Jermel needs to try to take a page out of Dimitri Bivol's book, or maybe he needs to look at the performance that his older is it his older brother or younger brother Jamal. I don't know. I, it doesn't matter. Track. Those guys are like clones. All right. So they're not so, twins. They're, 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 they're practically clones. Those yeah, are the most identical, saying, identical twins. twins I've ever seen. Right. No, but the, the way Jamal Charlo boxed against Sergei Derevyanchenko in the summer of 2020, yeah. disciplined, punching with authority, but sticking and moving. If Jamal can do that, I think he, I think. Canelo's got problems because Canelo's getting a bit long in the tooth. I think it's hard for him to get up to these fights. I do think he'll get up for this fight. Um, but I'm not going to say he's a flat tire, but the, it he's lost some air. But let me take well, the other side. I just, see it in his body a lot, and I see it in his enthusiasm. But yeah. let me take the other side, though. it's psychological, though. It's sure. just like he's been there and done that he's so made, many he's times. He's made a lot of money. Yeah, but let, <laughs> let me take the other side, though. I was there in Ontario for the rematch. I thought Harrison on the inside was strafing Charlo before oh, he no, got he knocked was. out. That was eye-opening because Harrison, same, I don't... Hey, listen, same thing with the, the rematch with Castano. Castano. They were going tit for tat yes. for five or six rounds and then Castano ran out of gas Right. and, and Charlo came on. And here's another thing. Charlo likes to freaking fight. These days, I mean, he wants oh, That'll fight, be a downfall man. because yeah, that first exactly. fight with Castano... That was a whole other deal. And here's another too. thing. Has, has Jermel Charlo ever been in there with a real body puncher? Right. A body snatcher? Right. I, I, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not saying Canelo is uh, Mike McCallum, but he's right? a solid thumper. But man, oh, no. he goes hard to that. Oh, right. Single shots hard, body, so. and it comes frequently. And yeah. he has not been hit in about 15 months, guys. Activity matters. Yeah. All right, moving on with the three knockdown rule on UFC Fight Pass. Steve Kim Mario Lopez joined by the editor of Ring Magazine, Doug Fisher. Let's go to the. Ask Mario segment of the program. Here's one from Derek Batista. Hey, Steve, Mario, and Dougie Fresh. How refreshing <laughs> is it to see Tim Zhu staying busy and keeping his tools sharp if he should beat Brian Mendoza and they're fighting in mid-October? What would be the next logical fight for him? I love that he's staying busy. I love and this kid's a, This kid is a potential star. And... Um, I, look, I think now with the coming off of his last performance and his confidence riding as high as it is, uh, I think he's going to be the man, especially if Charlo doesn't remain uh, in that division and can kind of call the shots, really. Absolutely. He's the biggest draw, by the way, in Australia, I don't think, by far. That's yeah, win, lose, or draw, I don't think Jermel is going back down to 154. Right. So if he if he beats Mendoza, he's uh, he's the solid um, WBO. Actually, even before the fight. Yeah. He'll be the solid WBO champion, and he'll be like the interim WBC champion or something like that. So he's the man, essentially, at at, at junior middleweight. I'd love to see him fight Castano. Ooh, That's a hell of a fight. That's a guy who'll test his medal a little bit. And that would draw well. One thing I like about Tim Zhu, I think they made a tactical error waiting for Charlo last year after they fought um, Terrell Gaucher. Yeah. They realized, you know what? Let's just do us. Mm. Let's just do us and get better. Good for Smartest them. thing they ever did. Yep. Here's one from David. Dougie, you had a public disagreement with Devin Haney on Twitter. He was angry <laughs> with you. He didn't like your ranking, seemed to disrespect the belt. And so you invited him to send the belt back to the ring headquarters. I did. I thought I did so polite. So what was the outcome of that dispute? Tell us about the whole <laughs> the thing. The outcome? He didn't mail it back. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> no, like, he uh, he snubbed us. Um, it, this was going into the rematch with George Cambosos. Yes. So this is, like, October of last year. I think it's October 15, and he didn't bring the belt with him, and uh, he didn't have it at the weigh-in, didn't bring it into the ring, um, and I wasn't happy about that. Um, I didn't let it get to me, because I think the same night uh, there was a, a female doubleheader 
um, in uh, at the O2 Arena in London. It was the Shields, Marshall, and Mayor Baumgartner doubleheader, mm-hmm. right? And right. those were ring magazine championships. And the women brought their belts with them. And, you know, had him at all the media events and the announcer, you know, announced Ring Magazine Championship. And uh, so I felt a little better. It was the same same day. And I think the same the same night, I think Deontay Wilder fought, fought Hellenius. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was a pay-per-view for some reason. Uh, but it was a pay-per-view on uh, Fox. Yes. Uh, PBC on Fox. And Brian Kenny was like the play-by-play guy. And he kept referencing the ring rankings. So in my mind, I was like, I'm going to blast the Haney's, you know, <laughs> going into that weekend. But at the end of the night, I felt good. I'm like, you got to you got to focus on the positive. And, you know, you got a Hall of Famer like Brian Kenny referencing the ring rankings during a PBC on Fox pay-per-view broadcast. And uh, the women in, in merry old England holding it down and bringing the, the world titles in there. And, and the Shields Marshall fight was really good. And I, I just, I was feeling good. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let it go. And I'm glad I did because, um, but you know, Bill he, Haney he had to call you, though, trying to work he it text, out, didn't he? He texted me. I was still salty. In November, <laughs> he was still, I, I was still salty. He was like, hey, Doug, give me a call. Let's chop it up a little bit. And I'm like, what do we have to chop it up about? Uh, I was like, he's uh, a hard man. I was like, I was like, Bill, I was very disappointed. First, I said, congratulations on, you know, retaining the Undisputed yeah. Championship and the Ring Magazine belt. Uh, congratulations to you and your son. I wish you guys nothing but success. And that's the truth. Um, but, um, you know, I felt slighted. And, I, you know, what's there to chat about? I mean, the way I am, like, you know, it, going back to grade school, if I said hi to somebody in the halls and they don't say hi back, and then a week later they, like, invite me to their birthday party or an overnight I'm not going. Well, Doug, we'll you snubbed you. me, bro. You snubbed hey, me, man. I respect man. that. You hey. snubbed me in public. You I can't re- do I that can't unless do that. you apologize in public. Hey, right? Doug, you know what you should have done? You should have texted him back a, a, the address for a self-addressed stamp envelope. Like, hey, you put the belt there. We're good. We'll pay for the postage. Here's one from John Doe Cruz. Hey, Steve, Doug, and Mario, if you could be in the crowd for any boxing match of all time, what would it be? Travis Taylor. Yeah, that terrible Easy. stoppage. Oh, yeah, that's a terrible crazy. stoppage. God, ridiculous. That, must, that that energy must have been insane. Can you imagine? At the Hilton. If you were Mexican, you were like faint, right? That was, <laughs> like, that's crazy. And feeling lucky. You were catching the spirit. If I could catch, if I could <laughs> catch crying? one, if I could go to any fights um, in one historical year, it would be that year. Because then a few months later, or was it earlier? Before, with Tyson, before, before Tyson, Tyson Douglas Tyson in Tokyo. Douglas. So that would be, yeah. yeah. Could you imagine being there for that? Oh, wow. For me, <laughs> that would have been be, a hell of a year that year. For me, it would be Ollie Frazier 1 yeah. or Hearns Leonard 1, 1981, Ooh. September 16th. Yeah. First big fight I remember as a kid. Yeah, 10 oh, years ago. So you're going to 15 fight. round fights. Yeah, okay. I would go farther back into time. I would want to be ringside for a Sugar Ray Robinson title fight Ooh. in New York City. Like oh, in that era. championship fight. So like when mm-hmm. he's when he's middleweight champion, something like um like when he had to regain the championship against the British dude, Randy Turpin. Randy Turpin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was at Madison Square Garden, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's cut and and Turpin's giving him trouble again. He's got to dig deep and get that knockout. And and part of the reason is is I think Sugar Ray Robinson's the greatest fighter of all time. But also being Over Sugar a, Ray Leonard? Really? Yes. And I love Sugar Ray Leonard's my boyhood idol. He's my favorite fighter of I all time. I love Sugar Ray Leonard. You know, I still in my, in my lifetime. I, I love. I, 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 I,
No, he, no, he no, did. He fought no, more he, athletic brothers. No, Emmanuel Stewart once said that, but I will say no, this: here's, no. here's the argument for Ray Robinson, though. It's Ray fought two hundred times. Well, no, I know, but a lot of the white only dudes. time he was stopped was in a light heavyweight yeah. fight. No, it's not all. But white Mario, dudes. I said a lot he, of white dudes. That's like comparing no, basketball no, players but, in the fifties against all the white dudes. The black dudes that he fought weren't as well known as the black dudes. No, I understand, but I thought that's all. I thought that, and maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment because we were kids growing up. Sugar Ray beat up a lot of talented, tough brothers, even like Andy the Hug. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So uh, all Mario, Ray Leonard actually asked the great Teddy Brenner, he goes, hey, Teddy, how would you compare me to Ray Robinson? And Teddy Brenner looks and goes, well, when you fight 200 more times, I'll let you know. That's my thing. That's my thing with But to witness that and me being a Harlem native, the after party, like what is like Black Harlem like after a Sugar Ray Robinson victory at Madison Square Garden, going back to Harlem, going to Sugar Ray's bar and restaurant. Like, what is that scene like? Who's there? Is everyone partying? And then the champ himself, he's stitched up and he's joining you and drinks all around. Yeah. I just, I can't imagine. That's Here's, like a Joe Lewis uh, Schmeling moment, yeah. too. Oh, my God. When yeah. you're, Most you're about uniting important the, the historical fight, I think, in U.S. Exactly. history. Yes, Here's sir. one from Aaron Sam. Hey, guys, why doesn't boxing fix its production issues? Hmm. The 45 minutes breaks between fights, the 30 people in the ring before the fight, the pointless pageantry, the press conferences where promoters, nobodies, in suits talk more than the fighters. Dana White talks about this all the time. Yes. He's a fight guy and he loves boxing and yes. stuff, but he does such a great job production-wise mm-hmm. with the UFC. The fights keep coming, and I Cam hasn't gone with me yet, but you go to any of these cards, Doug, I don't know if you had the opportunity to go. It's packed since for the first yeah, fight on for the, the first prelims. Car, yeah, for the prelims it's packed yeah. and they're there through the and whole time and you ain't waiting half an hour between fights it's con- so that and it's all knocked- good matchups too great matchup that dude gets knocked out somebody else already well, walking in it. as they're taking him out Mario and I were watching a pay-per-view show last year and I said Mario let's do an experiment every time a UFC fight ends it's hard during the summer and we said we're gonna time this the average time from the time that the fight ends and then the guys get out of the ring it was about 12 to 15 minutes Boxing, they bloviate for a half hour. I'm like, I get it. Someone didn't have their father. I get it. You're doing some stuff here. You're doing this pre-fight feature that we've Thing seen is, three that times. Shoulder, get the that show shoulder moving. programming mm. is fine during the week, during Correct. the build-up. On fight night, it's about the fights. Right. And is it's it? not about the commentators either. We don't need eight or nine commentators right. per show. We really don't. But, I, 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 shout out to our good buddy, Tom Loeffler. Okay, he's a boxing promoter. I like on this platform, time. on the UFC Fight Pass platform... The way he structures his shows, yeah. it's like Keeps a, a UFC card. There's You don't wait, not a lot of wait time between Congrats bouts. Congrats to Cam Walsh, too. And, and speaking week. of which, yeah. right, uh, Clay Stevenson, great fan of ours. Hey, Doug, who are the f- top five under-the-radar prospects in boxing currently? Is Tito Mercado one of them? He yes. says in his opinion. Now, he, he needs to find a promoter. because yeah, he's, he's unsigned. He's doing that vagabond thing. But Callum Walsh, you called this fight this past weekend. Callum Walsh is signed. He's with Tom Loeffler's 360 Promotions. And I'm going to name four guys who are on that show on Saturday in order of their appearance on that, that card. Um, 115-pounder. I think he's 4-0 and right now. Uh, Chucky Barrera. Daniel yep. Chucky Barrera. That dude. Um, Great he, name. He boxes. Chucky Barrera. <laughs> he was a, a Chocolatito understudy. Hmm. He was sparring... Hundreds of rounds with Chocolatito before he turned pro, and he was like a top amateur standout. That dude has the form of a of a dude who's five years older and has twenty more fights. Like he looked like a Nacho Berestein trained fighter uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, um, Freddie Roach has an Armenian welterweight named Gore Yuritsian. 
He's 16 and 0 right now. Excellent technician, lots of power. Um, Tom's got a guy named Umar Jambekov, who's from uh, Austria. He's like a nine-time uh, Austria national champion. His father was a, a, a Russian amateur standout. Um, he's only like you know five and zero, six and zero, but he's ready to step up to like uh, eight. And he actually he's at eight round level right now. He's ready to step up to the ten round level. He is a light heavyweight southpaw. A little bit of Michael Nunn in him. Good, good feet. Uh, great jab. Uh, and then the the fine Irish lad, uh, Callum Walsh, he's 8-0. And, oh, and um, he's fighting guys that were going quality rounds with Regis Progray, guys like um, Carson Jones, who had mm-hmm. over 60 fights. He's big it, for uh, 154, yeah. too. Yeah, he's tall, he's rangy, he's slender, he's got fast hands, he's got some bounce in his step. Mm-hmm. He's a real versatile southpaw. But the dude, what I like about him is his attitude. You know how we're talking about Jared Anderson doesn't want pressure? Callum wants he wants pressure. He wants all make pressure. me the main event. Put me, throw me to the wolves. Mm-hmm. Toss me down a mm-hmm. well. Put me in there yeah. with anybody. He'll Tom. never turn down a fight. He relishes it. He likes it. He's just he's built for that. Reminds me like like he's got that chip on his shoulder like Fernando Vargas. Mm-hmm. Remember young Fernando Vargas? No, he the was precocious like throw one. me in with the wolves or I'm mad at you. Right? No easy fights. I, I want to fight and I want to be that guy. And then one other guy is also Tom, a Tom. By Lothar the way, real guy. quick on that yeah. note, was telling me that. Um, Calm uh, should be fighting in Madison Square Garden. Next yeah, fight. that's going to be something. Gonna Tom, be I like that he's taking Callum Walsh to the East Coast because in March, um, the week Boston. of, uh, of mm-hmm. uh, St. Patrick's yeah. Day, yeah, we were in uh, Boston. That's smart. That's how you build talent. Marketing him to the MMA fan and the boxing fan. Smart. That's brilliant. One other guy at 140 pounds, undefeated. Cain Sandoval out of Sacramento, pressure fighter, fast hands. Another guy, kind of like Callum Walsh, wants all the heat. He's probably going to headline um, early next year. I can't tell you who the opponent is, but it's going to be a guy that we've heard of. All right, and final question from the Fanny Merchant, the only Sanch. He said, ask that teen heartthrob with the jerry curl, Mario Lopez Viva. Uh, one, <laughs> why does he never come to the boxing dinners at trainees, even when Hollywood Beto Duran pulled up? And number two, what would the open line be, opening line be for Canelo versus Crawford if that does happen? Well, Mario, here's the problem. Here's the thing. You actually do have a vast history at the world-famous Phil Trainees. I used to go to Trainees often. Uh, really? Back with? In the day. It's a bit of a ch- it's a bit of a giant. Oh, with the UCLA guys. Caden McNabb. You were yeah. there a lot, weren't you? Yeah, we were there. The Chilean sea bass. Oh, it's still, still good. It's it it still good. That's good. the best. Oh, yeah, it's God. great. The Shout out to Trainees. Give him, a, give, him a, give him my best, please. He asked about guy. you. How's Mario doing? Because I haven't good. seen him since Cade. I'll go there with you one time. I'll go there with you Oh, really? Promise. The Phil Trainees calamari. Oh my God! It is good. pound for pound quality, and we do the dinner. Can we we'll go anywhere with a free dinner? Oh no! So we pay. No, what are you talking about? What are you we talking pay. about? We were big. We support tippers. a real business. Yes, we are big <laughs> tippers. Oh, yeah, sure. And by the way, Phil literally runs that kitchen by himself, and we always try to. He'll come That's out impressive. once in a while to have a glass of wine. He looks like he went through a thirty round heavyweight fight. Right. Every night he does that, right. and, yeah, he and, does. and he's like, Steve, I can't get help. I go, who's the help? I'm the help. And so it's like, wow. So you want to support that business and that place. That's why he's been there forever. Yes, that place is famous, though. Some it of is. the people that you yeah. will just randomly. Who's who's history. It's great. It's and and Phil Tranny's stories. Oh, my God. He's yeah, great. Great Some stories. of them we can even tell on the no, air. No, we can't. Um, I love that. All right, Crawford Canelo. I'll say this. I think Canelo will be about, if it's at 68 yeah. limit, 
I'll say Canelo at two and a half to one. I say is three, that to, one. three I, to one. I, I what say about it you? opens at oh, three to one. Oh, you going ten to one, Mario? No, that look I on say, your face. I say, I'll, I'll tell you why I have the look because I say it's going to be closer to like three to one. Yeah. And honestly, I'd much rather him fight Benavides. I'd much rather see that. You mean fight. Canelo? Canelo? Canelo. Of course, okay. No, of course, Canelo. <laughs> I'd much rather see him fight like, Benavides. Um, because I think even if he beats him, he's going to be like, ah, well, this guy came up three weight classes to fight. I don't think he's going to get the credit. And look, if it's financially, uh, but I more like rewarding. it. It's like look at like when Marvin Hagler fought Roberto Duran. It was still a huge fight. By the way, very close fight. It too. was very close. Well, I, Duran, and by Mike the way, she, I could see it playing out like that after twelve rounds. Maybe Duran you know what? Winning that fight. You're right. Know. No, you're right. But would you? Would you? But rather that was the kind of that was the kind of talent that former lightweight champion had. Sure, you're exactly right. Okay, fair enough. With that said, would you still rather see that fight than a Canelo Benavides next? No, I want Canelo Benavides. So do I. That's I my see, point. I want to no, see a big, strong my, guy put it on him. That's my point. I want to see rather, him pinned against that's the what ropes I'm and have so, to fight off the ropes like a madman. That's what I'd rather see that. I'd rather see Terrence and... Let me see. Not oh, I'd, rather the see I'd rather no, but Not I'd rather see Tank come up in two way because it tears Tank. I'd, I'd rather see that I'm than I would the you. other one. Or I don't know who who. But there's not as far as uh, stars there. Can, can I say or, this? Can I say this? If that fight were to happen, if Crawford were to step up to super middleweight and take on Canelo Alvarez, I, I think it would open up. You know, three to one, or maybe the official odds four to one. Right? I think. A month out from that fight, it would be down to like two to one. Yeah. And I think if you did a media poll, it'd be like 40%. Whoa, that blood. many? I really? think so. I well, think you, Crawford has ooh. that much. I think the media in boxing revere Crawford that much. They're that impressed with him. They well, let's say, see you know what? Let's see what you can do it. September 30th. Let's see, 30th, yeah, what happens let's see how Canelo looks. Against right. Charlo this next week. Then it might, get, it, might get, it might get very interesting. Because uh, then maybe Canelo won't want a part of Benavides, too. That's depending right. if he's a, and guys, so we'll see. Th- there's no interest at any weight class Spence Crawford, too, right? No, Immediately? No no, 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 no. There's no reason. I there's think no, it's dangerous. No yeah. It by the way, if but, they do do it, okay, um, I think they should do it at middleweight. If, if, oh, if Terrence, no, listen, if Terrence Crawford is serious about, about wanting to oh, challenge challenge Canelo, okay, step up to middleweight. The WBC will put like an interim title on the line or a silver belt or something, right? So you'll get yeah. ranked, okay? At least at middleweight. Um, it's kind of like Manny Pacquiao going to like 135 before he stepped up to 147 mm-hmm. to fight, one fight Oscar that. De La Hoya, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I think it's healthier for uh, for Errol Spence, Spence. You're right. I think he's, he's he's he was boiling his body down for so long to make 147. He may not feel good making 154. Mm-hmm. It That's might be fair. better for him to weigh in at like 158 or something. I want him to be healthy. All I right, agree. so moving on to the final flurries. And Mario, uh, rest in peace to truly an entertainment legend in Bob Barker. Any Every 80s kid, when they stayed home from school, watched them some Bob Barker. That was America's That's babysitter. True. 35 years <laughs> he, was, he right. hosted that show. 6,236 episodes. I only know that because we just did a special on him on my, on my show, wow. uh, Access. His lo- I got to wear a suit. I rocked that little skinny mic. You know, a little skinny oh, mic? Yeah. The kind that he held. Yeah, exactly. That little That's like from mic. the 70s. Right, exactly. <laughs> and he was an actor where he sort of stumbled up on that gig. Um, and just a, a great guy. Classy, you know, handsome. Had two loves of his life. Um one, both for 40 years Jeez, each. That's amazing. It's a hell of a run. Yeah. His first wife passed away on him. Then uh, another young lady, Joanne, something or other, uh, went another 40 years with him right there. But yeah, you know, the word uh, legend gets thrown around. He truly was a TV 
TV legend. Wow. <laughs> um, also, I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of got into this. I, I gave it a shot. Didn't think I'd like it. But the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard documentary on was Netflix. Was it good? Was it good? I actually watched all three episodes. I binged it. And What was compelling about it? It's because just... I'm not one of those people that got into it. I saw the stuff on Twitter and the stuff Mario would talk about on his radio I show. I didn't get it. But I, I Well, no, you've got two these these movie stars, right? right? I know who, who they are. Stating who, their case. Right. Sort of was, was it the airing of Dirty Laundry? Yes. Is that what yes, folks dude, were salivating There was fecal okay. matter involved. Yeah, yeah that's true. You know, once you start throwing, <laughs> you woke up next to fecal matter, you're like, wait, <laughs> what? Everybody starts paying attention real quick. the pillowcase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you start like, oh, this shit is wild. Literally. Yeah. Literally. And then Amber Heard is just a social. Path. Yeah, I just look. I just <laughs> hey, dude, how funny was Johnny Depp? Like, my guy has remained in his Jack Sparrow character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like Al Pacino has remained in that character. Hoorah! Yeah, what character was blind? Sent, sent Sent a woman. woman. Sent yeah. a woman. Yeah. My guy has remained in that He's character that. since that role. <laughs> right. Johnny Depp has remained as Jack Sparrow in I that like role. <laughs> what the OJ trial was in the '90s to just like murder cases. This was to domestic violence and divorce cases. Because yeah. I didn't realize it literally spawned off successful YouTube channels the mm. youtube channels they were getting like maybe 50 views for a video they would cover this every day because there was a live camera these people are now getting six six figure viewing counts and so now they're making money so they're That's thinking right, let's keep this gravy and, train running it and, became yeah. an industry shout out to my girl camille vasquez she, she did a hell of a job she defended johnny depp and she essentially said something on the lines like this is why we can't have blanket statements like believe all women because guess right. what? Women lie too. Sure. Just like all other people. Like all like, human beings. Just Yes. Yeah. So the blanket statements in general are very, very dangerous. And so she did a wonderful job of kind of painting the picture where like he was essentially kind of like the victim and it's not always what you believe. And and she won. He won. They won. Yeah. But yeah, Big. it was a fascinating case. Uh, Mario, do you, wait, I didn't understand this. You're using bananas now in your, like your seafood? No, no, no. You sent so, me something. I was so like, you what know, is this? We're big Mariscos fans, Orale. right? We are like, taking you to some great spots right there. Indeed you But have. I had something the other day that was wild. Um, the, in my agua chile, like the shrimp cocktails right uh-huh. there, they put bananas in there. Huh. And like a lot of bananas, like sliced bananas like you do in your cereal. Yeah. Right? And it was why, and I it, I didn't love it. I was like, eh. I thought I might be interested you because got your I, potassium though. You did get the potassium, <laughs> but a lot of people. I just posted the pic on one of my stories, and so many people hit me up. Like, was it good? Was it good? I'm here to say it was not very good. Okay. <laughs> it was not very good. It, it doesn't I didn't, sound good. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I'll tell you what was. Does it look aesthetic? Does it look almost like a dessert? I'll show you. It kind of <laughs> no, does. I don't it want shrimp. Swimming around my bananas. Yeah. I'll right. be on maybe my raisin sh- brand. Watch, where not is it? This, yeah. Not this, though. This, this is it. They put a lot of bananas in there, see? Oh, that doesn't look appetizing. Yeah. See, well, because I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. No. I love bananas. I love aguachile. I didn't like them together. I'll tell you what fruit I did like in there that I had um, in the aguachiles before. Mangoes. Ooh, okay. The mangoes are good. Yeah, that those was, were yeah. good. That those are because the, the the salty, sweet. The spicy. Kind of, yes. yes. You yeah. put a little tajin on top? I love the tajin. Tajin. Full tajin. Yes. Tajin, yes. I'm a crouching tiger. Come on. Yeah, You're Mexican. Steve Mexican. But yeah, no on the bananas. Yes on the mangoes. Um, final thing here. We're actually taking next week off for Labor Day, one of our uh, mini vacations. But Mario, are you going to go see Lionel Messi? I don't know if even you can afford that ticket. No, well, thank goodness. I do a lot of stuff with 
with LAFC. I'm not going to have to pay for that. Yo, some of those tickets are going for $10,000. Are you serious? Yes. Jeez. Yes, you're talking. To see you're that talking, boring sport? Oh, listen, my God. Listen, by the way, if you've never been to an <laughs> LAFC game. Never have. It, let me tell you something. It's the closest you'll ever get to like that feeling of like a European football okay. game with, with um, Inter Milan versus Real Madrid or something. It's a lot of fun. And they got this section called 3252. These crazy ass Mexicans, I'll pack it up. They yell through literally the whole thing. Everyone gets there a lot early because the thing I love about these soccer games, they're quick. They're like under two hours, boom. All right. And then there's That's no timeouts. Good. But it's I a like big that. party. It goes fast and furious. It's a big party. It's at the bank. I still call it the bank. BMO. Yeah. Uh, they stadium. changed the name, didn't they? BMO. Oh, now I got BMO a question, Mario. How many games have you been to? I've been to a lot. Okay. Because <laughs> have you even seen five goals yet? Yes, I have. I've been. Yes, I, I have. I'm just asking. But let me tell you something. But dude, yeah. just like I go, just the same reason okay. I go to the Dodgers games. I'm just there to drink and have a yeah. good time and hang out, especially when it's a nice day. That is you're, a nice stadium. It's a beautiful yeah. stadium when it's a nice day. You're drinking the energy. It's so much fun. But Messi, you have to understand, and the footballers out there, fans out, listen. He's arguably the greatest player of all time. Right. I'm talking better over, than Pele. Better than Pele. Better than Madonna. Yes. Maradona? Stati- statistically, what? Ronaldo, statistically he is. He's I've won more of the Ballon d'Or. He's won more of like the MVPs than anyone. He's won every title there is and then he finally, the one, I guess, monkey off his back, the World Cup, he just won that. This last, and now for him to play in the MLS, so people, it's kind of like the Elvis tour or Michael Jackson when he's going around. Sure. To Miami, who was in last place, now is in first place. He's had that much of an impact. All right. I, I, I is guess he he's the guy good. that the Saudis were crazy. offering like a billion dollar deal? Yes. And, and then when they offered him a Bobby, they said, cut, yeah, he said no the other one and so did my Bobby the other one. That. Dude, bill, dude, it was like a two billion or something what? for overall, no, it was it's a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money. Ridiculous amount of money, but he he's going to end up making more here because sure. they can part ownership of the team there you go. and um, a percentage of the merchandise. Oh, so and God. he's got he's come here and killed it. Can you imagine these tickets? Everybody's selling them. He decides to take a day off because he did that in New York. Oh. He took a day off in New York. Can you imagine? Everybody buys all the thing oh. and they can't. And he decides to go off. Can you imagine if that happens? All That's right. gonna be crazy. All right, Lopez. I guess Messi's pretty good. Finally, as we wrap it up here. Um, Doug, this is interesting. Uh, Ring Magazine has now gone digital, but yes. you did do a special yeah. print edition for Crawford Spence. Can we expect more of that? Yes, yeah. If if the fight is special enough, significant enough, big enough, we do it. Like, okay, let's say we get Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk. You know what? We print out a special issue okay. for that. Um, and then special issues, you know, for like living legends. I love like, those. I saved mine, by the way. Yeah, you should. Like, uh, <laughs> no, they, they they will appreciate in yeah. value. Seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, you did one on Chavez. Yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson. You did one on Hagler. Um, Hagler, yeah. You did one on Hagler. Love me some Hagler. Whitaker. Those were tributes. Hey, by the way, um, the I've seen on eBay the Inoue cartoon cover, the anime. 300 bucks. Those are going for 300 oh, bucks. 300 yeah. bucks, man. Yeah. So to that, that's I awesome. say, bones eye. Yeah. No, yeah. but I, well, like, so I'm thinking the living legends that we haven't done yet, Roberto Duran, Roy uh, Jones Jr., ooh. George Foreman. Oh, I get it. You know all what those. I'm saying? And then, you know, the, the all-time greats like uh, Joe Lewis, you know, Henry Armstrong. That, I love we, it. That, that, yep. I would want to print that. Yes. I like the t-shirts with the Ring Magazine Ooh, covers weird. on Okay, that's Uh-oh. coming like up. Big news. Got Talk to your buddy Oscar about that. Oh, okay, because I told him, I said I a, love those. Okay, he's listening to you. He's, Keep, he rocks hey, those. stay yeah. in his ear, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I yeah, will, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. those. No, yeah, that's an Oscar De La Hoya project You know right what I'm there. talking stay about. Stay tuned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, okay, The vintage good. covers, yes. All right, well, we want to- We want to make, we want to thank everyone that made this show possible. Again, the Three Knockdown Rule brought to you by the Hustler Casino. It's our favorite LA local casino and home of the most popular poker live stream in the world, a Southern California staple. 
since the year 2000. And again, if you want to sponsor our show like Scout Micro uh, LA, please email us at info at boxbid.io. So on behalf of Doug Fisher, uh, Mario Lopez, Smokin' Tim Frazier, and Tino on the edits. Till the next round, we'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye, everybody.